0: Yeah. is right ladies and gentlemen after a brief international break the epl boys are back in your headsets on your cell phones in your car wherever you're enjoying this current podcast but as always guys it's never gonna change my name is matt as always joined by my best friend through the interweb jd god i'm so glad the international break is over yeah, so am I. I'm
1: I'm ready to get back to Premier League games. It was a nice little break. Um, you know, we did, we took two podcast episodes off. I, I had a nice little break. I uh, this weekend I visited a friend that I haven't I haven't seen in a couple years uh, up in Brooklyn. That was really fun. I had never stayed in Brooklyn before. We went into Manhattan. Uh, both nights I was there, got to go to my favorite bar in New York City. Quite possibly my favorite bar in the world in Carragher's, which is a British pub in midtown and it's obviously a liverpool bar and they make a very good burger uh that was fun and just had a just had a good relaxing time how was your weekend matt
0: uh my uh, overall i definitely enjoyed the fact that i was able to spend some quality time with my wife over the weekend um uh, the Red Bull had to reschedule a game over the international break, so they orig- they were one of the only MLS teams. I think the Union also played, but I think um, the, Red Bull, the Red Bull had a home game, and they won, which means the Red Bull are now back in the playoff race, which in one way I'm very happy about, but in another way I'm like, fuck, I kind of wanted us to not be in a playoff race so I can just stop caring and just go to games and just, you know kick my feet up and relax, but no. Now, every game matters. Um, for those who don't know, I'm a huge Boston Red Sox fan, and the Red Sox not only skull-fucked the Yankees, but they decided to skull-fuck the Rays. So I'm sitting here going, holy shit, are my teams doing good? But don't worry, guys. Manchester United plays this weekend, and they're going to bring me right back down to reality. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, on another note, uh, throw up my back again. Um Yeah, I have to stop deadlifting, you know, four times my body weight. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe one day I'll learn that I'm not prime Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, guys, uh, before we get into the games, uh, we are going to break some news. Now, of course, we took a break. And, of course, when we take a break, one of the biggest money moves in soccer history decides to happen. Uh, I'm going to hand this over to J.D., JD's going to explain uh, all the ins and outs and all the dollar signs in what was the sell of Newcastle United.
1: Yeah, so for many years, uh, Mike Ashley, the f- now former owner of Newcastle United, uh, he has owned the club for many years and the fans hated it. And I, I want to say this is like at least two years in the making that basically the country of Saudi Arabia wanted to take over Newcastle. And that kind of happened uh, over this international break. It was the, what is it? The Saudi Public Investment Fund. Um, yeah, so that's basically the country. Uh, the I can't think of, uh, oh my God. I'm, I can't think of the guy's name, the, the leader of Saudi Arabia. But um, yeah, this is bad news, I think, for the league in general. Uh, it's good for Newcastle. I, I think this is going to be Man City uh, times 10. I think the, the yeah, the Saudi Public Investment Fund is worth $400 billion. Yeah. Uh, Sheikh Mansour, uh, who owns Man City, is worth $23 billion. We might see Kylian Mbappe and um, Erling Holland at Newcastle United well, in the near future. Because I, mean, I don't honestly, know any other team that's going to be able to pay 900000 a week to Holland.
0: Yeah.
1: It's absurd. And
0: that's... And that's the key thing I wanted to talk about. Like, a lot of people, because everyone's throwing up in arms, oh, you know, financial fair play has to stop them. Financial fair play has to stop them. The fuck is financial fair play
1: anymore? Yeah, I was about to say,
0: number one, yeah, exactly. Number one, financial fair play ain't done a damn thing in the last decade, number one. Number two, Mbappe's going to come in on a free. Paul Pogba is going to come in on free. All of these world-class players who are about to become free agents are going to go there on a free. You thought PSG just pulled some world-class fucking business with all those free transfers? Wait until Newcastle is able to offer all these guys, just like JD said, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand 900,000 pounds a week. It's going to be freaking, it's going to be ridiculous. And the best part is, is and honestly, I love this, that current the current big six managers are all up in arms. Oh, how could this happen? This is going to be so unfair. I actually kind of find that funny because it's like, oh, did you want it to just be you in the party? No, 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 no. Someone's rolling up and they're bigger than all of you guys combined. Um, uh, JD, I'll, I'll throw this to you. I mean... Are you? I mean, I guess it's hard just to put this in like, are you a yes or no with this? But are you happy this happened?
1: No, I I think it's exciting at first, but then it's it, it's not going to be good. in In an interview, i I forget what it was. I I, forget, I, I read so, I read something that it was saying like, it was being questioned whether or not, or like they asked like the Saudi government does a does a country own a club. The fact that that question had to be asked means, yeah, probably. Like, that's not good. I I don't think it's good when an entire country can have influence on a business like that. Which, when it comes down to it, it is a business. And I'm not looking forward to to what this is going to bring. I think it's just opening opening a box that never needed to be opened so I, I I'm interested to see what happens i I don't think it's gonna be right away. I don't think they're gonna sign world class players right away, but I, I, I don't know I, I don't even know what's gonna happen. I, I don't think it's gonna be good for the game. I, I really don't, no. yeah, and, I I don't mean, honestly- new, and I don't think the new and I don't think the Newcastle supporters are gonna like it. In the long term. Oh. Like, it, 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 okay. sure, they might they might win trophies now in, in the next 10 years. They might win trophies they could have never won before. But, like, I, I don't, uh, I just, I, I just don't. It's it's not I the mean, way it should be done. It's not the way, City did it, and it, it's not the way it should have been done. I, I don't know. I, I,
0: I, I, I I'm torn. Because, honestly, I like seeing other teams in the fight. I like the fact that it's not just six clubs flexing their financial wealth. I like seeing some of these other clubs really come in and flex it. My downside to this is we all know where this money came from. And I don't think any of us need to say it on the podcast where this money came from. On the backs of laborers who are not working for a paycheck yet working nonstop. And yeah, I, I have just ethical ethical problems all over this. This is the same thing we'll talk about when eventually, you know, the World Cup in Qatar comes around, how Lord knows how these stadiums are being built, how things are being funded, and all that other jazz. So, um, yeah, I think it's exciting just because it's like now, like all these players coming to the Premier League now, it's going to be cool. It's really going to be cool. But I guess the way it's all happening, I'm not the biggest fan of. And it's not like I'm trying to hate on Newcastle United itself. But, like, just this process is dirty. It's dirty to me. And, honestly, we all know they're going to break financial fair play. They're not going to do shit about it in FIFA because Newcastle is going to pay off whoever they need to fucking pay off. So, well, guys, we've spent a few more minutes than I wanted to talk about that. JD, we have... English Premier League back in our lives. Saturday morning, the 7.30 game. I am so fucking happy United's not playing it. But Watford will be hosting Liverpool. The last time I remember Watford hosting Liverpool or playing Liverpool or whatever it ended up being was Watford beating Liverpool to end their unbeaten run at home. And I just remember... Again, I'm not saying this to like make you mad, JD, but I just remember I didn't even watch the game because I just assumed that Watford were just going to just crumble and Liverpool were gonna score eight goals. And then my buddy texts me a photo and I was like, ah, oh, that's that's a cool photoshopped photo. That's funny. He goes, No, no, dude, that's the that's the actual score line. I immediately pulled my car over and then watched the rest of the game on the side of the highway, because I physically didn't believe what I was watching. But, J.D., I don't think this is going to be the same story. I'm going to hand this off to you. Again, it would be awfully rude if I didn't let the Liverpool fan go first.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I also remember that game where Watford won 3-0. I was at my friend's house, and in I think it was in Frederick, Maryland at the time. That was the last friend I saw before COVID. And I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not saying it's true, but look, maybe Watford beating Liverpool 3-0 caused COVID.
0: I, I don't see any holes in that story at all. I really don't. I just,
1: you know, causality, is that the word? I, I don't know. I, call yeah, it domino, I
0: I think it's a domino effect. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's like, I, it's the, but, yeah, it's like you kill a butterfly in the rainforest. Um, you know, a plane goes down in Europe or something like yeah, that. I don't but, fucking know.
1: Yeah. Look, Watford fans can have that win because Liverpool still won the fucking title that season. So for this game, I I really don't see Watford uh, beating Liverpool at any point this season, um, especially right now, Watford are not doing very well. Liverpool, I mean, as long as Salah is in this team, he, th- this team is, is going to beat just about anybody. And and honestly, that's not even bias. I you could just look at this team right now, the way they're playing. I I, I think they could beat just about any team right now. So I I don't even have to talk about it too much. I, I'm just gonna go Liverpool here comfortably.
0: Yeah, I, I, I and, could and not. And
1: Trent Trent, and Diego Jota should be back.
0: Ah, well, I mean, give me more reasons to say Liverpool. I was going to say, even without you telling me those guys were in the lineup, uh, I think Liverpool are definitely, definitely going to take care of business. Uh, Mo Salah, like I think I expressed on the last podcast, is probably in the best form in world football, and Watford have not looked the best defensively. Um, yeah, if you add Jota back to that front three with Mane, uh, Jota and Salah, that's that's just not fair. So I, I think anytime you can take James Milner off of your starting lineup, you're only going to make yourself better. So uh, yeah, I I say Liverpool and the fans say Liverpool. It's an easy it's an easy sweep across the board to start ourselves up. Now you've heard us complain about the 10 a.m. time slot. Well, boys and girls, the English Premier League has heard us and they've heard it well. They heard that we don't like it so much. They decided to add a fifth ten o'clock game. That's right, boys and girls. There will be ten.
1: Makes sense. Or there will be
0: five. There will be five ten o'clock games on Saturday.
1: I there's no. I, I see no problems. It makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to physically The fact that I'm like the English Premier League is gonna make me go out and buy more TVs to just like stuff in my basement, and then like. Uh, I feel like it, it. It's gonna turn into a moment where I'm gonna my basement's gonna look like a Dave and Buster's, like where I'm just gonna have a wall of TVs, but like I'm gonna just to hit the theme, I'm gonna play loud club music for no reason whatsoever. Like I'll have one flashing light in the corner, six TVs on the wall, and I'll just have Drake's new album bumping.
1: See, this brings up like I, I've talked about this before, like how it, it's a shame that. Soccer can't really work in the same way that the NFL does. Where, where like with the NFL, you can get red zone, where anytime you know a a team is in the red zone, it switches to that game. So you really only see the major action, and then you see replays of any big plays. That just wouldn't work in soccer because the ball can go from one side of the field to the other side in three seconds. So there's no way you could do it. So like it's it's a shame. I I mean I'm not saying I don't love how soccer is played, but it's a shame that that can't be a thing because when you have when you have five games on at the same time you don't want to miss any of them so I I don't know it's I, I don't know why they do it I, I understand that it's different in England and they have to cater to the English fans first rightfully so but I don't know five games at 10 a.m or well it'd be what 3 p.m their time but still come on use your heads.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I i I'm just annoyed. Like, when I was writing down, like, the pics for this morning on the social medias, and then I'm looking at, ten, like, 5, 10 a.m. games, and I'm just sitting here, like, yeah, you know, I would like to watch most of these games, but, like, you know, at most, I'll have one on the TV, one on my laptop, and one on my tablet, so it's like... So I'm I, there's two games I have to forfeit that I'm just basically saying hey I'm gonna have to watch the replay eventually on Peacock later that night with already have knowing knowing the scoring line. Aston Villa will be hosting Wolves now. Aston Villa have been firing on some pretty good, pretty good results over the past few weeks, and Wolves are coming off of a couple good results as well. Um, I'll start this one off. Um, on current form, I don't see much separating the two sides. And I, I just feel like with what Wolves have been doing offensively and finally starting to score goals, that's taking a lot of pressure away from a very weaker midfield and a not great defensive line, at least as the season started. So honestly, um, again, I already said it. I have not much to separate from this. Uh, I'm going to go with a draw. I think a draw is a fair result for both sides. Um, as the uh the fans are going with Aston Villa. So JD, what are you thinking about doing?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with you honestly. Um I I don't see too much separating these two teams. I Villa can be very good, but they just haven't shown it enough this season and Wolves have been a little bit better in the last couple games. They they figured out I, I think I think Wang Yi Chan has been a breath of fresh air where it kind of takes the Takes the responsibility off of Raúl Jiménez, where he could still be very involved, but having another good goal, sc- like consistent goal scorer in Wang Chan is what they were missing. Because Adama Traoré, I can't say it enough, he's not that. He's ninety percent of the play, and then shoots blanks. I, I, I don't know. So I, I'm, I'm gonna go draw here too. I, I think this will be a very fun game to watch. I, I think it will be. These two, two teams are right now on corn, on current form, are pretty evenly matched. So I, I'm this, well, I'm looking at the other games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm going to watch Leicester United, but this would be a good game to watch. If Leicester city man, United wasn't playing at the same fucking time.
0: God damn it. I'm telling, I'm telling you right now. Um, at least you'll be watching the man United game. I I don't know if I can watch any more man United for a while without, (laughs) you know, checking out with my cardiologist. Uh, But yeah, I guess that's the next game we can talk about. Uh, Leicester (laughs) City will be hosting Manchester United. Uh, This is a battle of the injured. Uh, Already knowing that Johnny Evans is most likely out for this game due to illness, as well as Wilfred Ndidi and Fafana also not being able to play for Leicester on current injuries. To add to the list, Harry Maguire and Raphael Varane are also both now listed as out for this game. Both um, uh, Rafael Varane experienced an injury in a cup final over the international break as well as Harry Maguire is still recovering from his injury he had a few weeks ago so that Manchester United back line will most likely be seen by Eric Bailly and Victor Lindelof um, if you just want to see a picture of my worst nightmare it's those two standing next to each other um, Eric Bailly is a guaranteed yellow card a game And Victor Lindelof is the only center back in the world who can't win a header. Um, As a fan, I want to say Man United are going to win because that's like just what I want to do. Yeah. I really don't know. I really, like, honestly, as a fan. Honestly, I think Leicester are going to win. I'm not going to put that down, but I think Leicester are going to win. I guess the only thing I could say is I think it's going to be a draw. I, You know what? I'll, I'll go with a draw just because I can't see the way Man United have been playing offensively. That, you know, anything's going to magically happen unless Cristiano Ronaldo decides to bang a hat trick. And... You know, defensively, a d- team that couldn't hold a clean sheet is now missing their two best defenders. I don't know what to say. JD, what are you thinking? I
1: look. I, I think the biggest factor in this is the fact that your back line will be Eric Bae and Victor Lindelof. Jamie Vardy is going to bully those two. Oh, it yeah. will not be pretty. I think. I, I. don't think Leicester are gonna take like fully take control of this game. I think they will win. I think it'll be a close game. I think Lester can do it. Because Vardy is just going to absolutely bully those two center backs. I I think Ronaldo has a goal in this and it ends 2 1. I and I, I don't think it'll be that good of a game. I, I don't oh, no. think it will be. I, I think yeah. Leicester Lester will win, but it won't be that good of a game. Um, I'll still watch it because of the two teams involved, but yeah. I don't know. I, I think Lester take it, just barely.
0: The fans are gonna go with Manchester United. Um, of course, they are. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Thinking there's, you know, just the a United factor that's gonna drive that. Um, what do they know? Yeah, I, they only fucking shit house us every single week. Um, Not me. No, I'm uh, winning. Oh, buy a hair, JD. Buy a <laughs> hair, but no. Um, uh, uh d- just d- speaking of this game for just another second. Yeah, I'm just the fact that. United have banked on Raphael Varane playing great games all season to make a very average defensive midfield and an average like defensive line look a lot better. Um yeah, I mean, I, I just look at this from this point of view that like I the only thing I could think of is if Ollie thought about going maybe with a back 5 and loading up the middle of the defense with three center backs and kind of like I don't know. I mean, because possibly you have the ability to play Victor Lindelof, Eric Bailly, and possibly Aaron Wan-Bissaka as a three-center-back pairing, and then playing Deleau as a right-back. Just basically, you know, I I don't know. I, I'm not the coach, but I'm just, I'm thinking maybe Ollie realizing how weak Eric Bailly and Victor Lindelof are as a pairing. Maybe they bring in someone who can focus strictly defensively, because then you could also still play, you know, mix Sauce, and you can basically just put five guys defensively in the box. You're going to weaken yourself around the rest of the field, but at least defensively, you're going to be able to keep people like Jamie Vardy, you know, at bay, or at least double-team him to contain their offense.
1: Yeah, that will— If, if United plays a back five— that will go down as the most boring game i've ever seen
0: oh yeah oh if you if you talked with ollie right now and said hey you're on the road against Leicester. if we gave you a zero zero draw would you take it he'd be like do my guys even have to get off the bus or can we just go right home like that's lame no it's lame it's it's, sm- it's defi- small club mentality that's that's burnley's mentality how do you like that oh well um Speaking of that, oh, on a side note, uh, Marcus Rashford, um, now Dr. Marcus Rashford, MBE, uh, is apparently a week or so away from coming back. So um, not even just speaking as a Man United fan, um, I think it's going to be wonderful to have fans around the Premier League be able to give this guy the ovation that he rightly fucking deserves. I mean, the standing ovations this guy is going to get I mean, we've even had Liverpool players come out and say that, like, Anfield is going to be standing, like, and of just course. giving him minutes of applause because the fact that Marcus Rashford is physically trying to fucking feed every single motherfucking kid in England before the government wants to is like. Yeah, no,
1: of of course that that will absolutely happen, Marcus and rightfully so.
0: Marcus Rashford for royal family. That's all I'm saying. I <laughs> think after Queen after Queen Elizabeth, it should be. Sir Marcus Rashford. Manchester City well, I, yeah.
1: I don't think getting knighted makes you a part of the royal family. I think it just makes you a knight, but okay.
0: No, oh, I. Oh no, I know that. I know that. I'm just saying, like, eventually he should just be considered, like, he should just be in the royal family. Like, he's, <laughs> he's physically, he's, like, you hear this guy talk, and I get it, like, there's the whole, like, yeah, you could hate him because he's a Man United player, but, like, dude, That's hearing him talk, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, d- Dude, like, I don't know. He just, he overall just looks like a really great guy. Manchester City will be hosting Burnley. I am not wasting five seconds talking about this game. Man City are going to win. JD? Uh,
1: Yeah, Man City are going to win. I think this is going to be a weird game where I bet it's, I bet it'll end 5-1. And Burnley will get the first goal in like the first four minutes. It'll be like a Chris Wood header or James Tarkowski header off a corner. And then City will just control the entire game and score five.
0: Ooh, I have a game for you. I have a game for you. And I'm going to write it down to see, and we'll remember this. Uh, the fans chose Man City as well. Over, under, JD. Over, under. 82.5% possession for Man City.
1: Ooh. Under, under. There's no way. There's no way they're controlling
0: so, 82%. So you're going to do under. Um, there's no money on it, but yeah, I think it'll be over. I think it's just, just barely City- under. I, I think Man City will easily be able to almost hold 86% possession. I I am nah. more than confident. Yeah.
1: This nah, Burnley side
0: happen. This Burnley side are going to put all 10 guys in the box while of Manchester course. City just pass the ball around side to side. The Brandley the Brand the Brand the Brand the Brand. The Brandley new Newcastle team will be hosting Brighton Hove Albion. Um yeah. I um, I'm sorry. Norwich. Norwich. Norwich City are ho- Norwich City are hosting. God, my handwriting is All right, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even drinking.
1: Norwich saying, How, City how are many hosting drinks have yet? you had?
0: I've are had you, you beer. i I've, I've had half you beer a cup for beer of beer with me right now. Not yet. Like. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, you want to see a a story, boys and girls? Come back for our 100th episode, where basically I'm going to die on the podcast trying to go beer for beer with JD. Yeah, I don't know why I agreed to this, but all I know is I'm (laughs) definitely taking off the next day from work. New Norwich City are going to be hosting Brighton. JD, I feel like this is pretty easy. Yeah,
1: I mean, Brighton all the way. Norwich City are... The the old dog with all these illnesses that you just... you don't know about, and you can just tell it's withering. It's about to die anyway, so you take it out back, and, and you know, you shoot it.
0: Aww.
1: That's Norwich City.
0: Can we not act talk like about... You like you
1: never... Look, every no. child
0: in America grows up reading Old Yeller. It, it, it's a normal... Every dog... All dogs go to heaven. That's all I know. All dogs go to heaven. All dogs are good dogs, and all dogs are puppies. And that's my um, final argument, and I'm sticking with it.
1: There's some scientific uh falseness in that statement, but nope. whatever. Nope. Um you can nope. believe whatever you want. But uh yeah. I Norwich City are I mean they're they're going down. They're they're going to get relegated. Um they could they could break Derby County's record for the least amount of points. They still they're could. Fine. I know we're only like what set well this will be eight eight games in. They still could they could break their, their points the uh, lowest points right. I think it's eleven for the season, I, I believe um yeah i just there's not much else to say brighton neil Mope, uh landry trussard uh basuma Goddamn, he won't be there um i think a lot of clubs dodged a bullet on him because he he was purported to be going i mean to liverpool but uh, plenty of other clubs and, yeah uh, uh, every prison every... fc prison fc we should talk about them for a couple seconds prison fc what a team uh, yeah. Dude,
0: I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, if they can get their transfers in order, Prison FC is gonna make a run next year for the title. Uh, yeah, dude, he was like linked with every big six club in the Premier League, and it's like kind of you like you'll wave the sweat over your head like, oh fuck, I'm so glad we didn't go in for him. Um, the fans and myself are agreeing with JD. Uh, Brighton are flying. I think that you know that draw against Arsenal, even though they were the much better team, I, I just. I, they should have won that game too. So uh, we're gonna move on. Uh, Southampton, off of the back of a red card from James Ward-Prowse, will be hosting Leeds United. Um, I'll have the fans go first on this one. The, the The picks were a little bit too tight, so I I, I labeled it as a draw. But um, I'm 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 confident that Leeds can take this, um, and I think it's strictly on the back of the fact that uh, Southampton. I get they were down a guy because of James Ward's Prowse's red card, but I I feel like this team, without him, just physically his presence on the field, I feel like this is going to be a very inexperienced side. And um, Leeds will hold the ball, but I think Leeds will do something with it. So, J.D., to finish it up, what's going on?
1: Yeah, I I have Leeds on this one. I I think if Southampton have James Ward-Prowse, maybe there's an argument but without their playmaker, their best player, I, they, they don't have anybody else. And, and Leeds on their day can really turn it up. So I, I, I'm I going to go Leeds fully here, e- even if they control the possession, which I who knows? Who knows? Uh, Leeds might come into this knowing that they don't do well when they control the possession. So maybe they'll sit back a little bit, absorb the pressure, hit on the counter, which is what they're the best at. But you know what? The Southampton team is... Not great with James Ward-Prowse, and without him, they're dog shit. So I'm going to go weeds.
0: Hey, okay, well, that's you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, finally, to the noon kickoff uh, on Sun on Saturday, this is going to be a good game. Brentford be will game. be Brentford will be hosting Chelsea. Now Chelsea are on a little bit of a skid going into the international break and Brentford are continuing to remind the rest of the Premier League that they don't give a fuck who they're playing. They're going to go at them. Um, I'll start off with the fans. The fans are going with Chelsea. Now, JD, I want to hear, I'm interested into hearing what you think. Brentford have proven to be, you know, up for the task. So what are we thinking?
1: Brentford are going to attack Chelsea with no fear i don't think they're gonna win this game i think this will be a very close fought draw similar to the brentford liverpool game i think liverpool and chelsea right now are at the same caliber you know maybe some weeks one does better than the other but i mean the first five games what they had the same fucking results like it it was insane this brentford team is going to have no fear of chelsea they had no fear of liverpool a couple weeks ago i I think this is going to be full of goals, and it'll it'll end similarly to the Brentford Liverpool game. I think it's going to be two two or three three. I, I I love this Brentford team. I I really can't. I I just can't see them losing against a big team right now. They they just have the they they have the formation. They have the tactics just to a T. Like it's perfect. Just if you actually attack them, they're not expecting it. It's crazy, crazy concept. You know. So, I, oh, yeah. yeah, this will be a great game. I, I'm very excited for this one. I I, I kind of want to bet the over. Um, I haven't bet on soccer lately. I know uh, if you're a long-time listener, uh, I used to have a whole segment uh, on our Friday episodes called JD's Gambling Corner. I was losing too much money and because soccer is very hard to bet on. And, um, yeah, I might have to break out some money for the over on this game because if the over probably goes into the positive odds around like three and a half uh or well maybe not three and a half maybe four and a half i i I would take that I would take that bet I'd probably bet the over at five and a half um probably like five bucks probably win like twenty or thirty I'm just guessing I haven't looked at the odds but yeah i this will be a very fun game, but I think it's gonna end in a draw but a very entertaining draw
0: so I agree with, like, a lot what you say. I agree that this game is going to be a a very good watch. This is going to be must-see television. I literally rescheduled plans that were originally for the afternoon to dinner because I'm like, I need to watch this game.
1: You're so busy.
0: Dude, honestly, I hate, (laughs) dude, don't even get me started. Like, if you want to take 10 (laughs) seconds, like, I I would kill for a weekend where there was nothing on the TV, no Red Bull game, no, nothing. I would love a day or like just a day, one 24-hour period where I could just get up and do nothing all day. But hey, I'm an adult, right? I guess I have to do adult things. Um, This game is going to be wonderful. This game is going to be an absolute joy to watch. This will be probably one of the last times I go against Brentford. I am going to be choosing Chelsea and the reason why is I think they just have a little too much. Now yes, there are some label there are some labels that certain players, Lukaku Kante could be listed as doubtful going into this game. but I feel like even without them, I just feel like just on quality, I feel like Chelsea are just gonna be a little bit too much for Brentford, but this is my make it or break it game for both teams. Um, if Chelsea can win this game, I think they're a legit side that are on the bounce back. But if Brentford find a way to pull any results out of this game, they are officially team of like destiny mentality where like, I don't think they're going to get into Europe, but I think they are definitely, uh, fighting for like a top six, top seven finish where they should be fighting for at least some European competitions. Um... Yeah, I'm going to go with Chelsea. I'm going to agree with the fans. I'm going to go with Chelsea, but I think this game is going to be an absolute joy to watch. Now we're going to kick it over to Sunday. Everton are going to be hosting West Ham United. Uh, This game, uh, Everton coming off of the result of beating Manchester United are drawing against Manchester United. They basically won, but yeah. Um, West Ham are also looking to bounce back from a couple results. The fans are going to be going with West Ham and I agree with West Ham. Uh, I think West Ham are just going to be a little bit too much uh, defensively, uh, are going to be a little bit more sound compared to past opponents Everton's been playing against. so. But the big, big question, of course, is if we're Charleston, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, if these guys are coming back strong, you know, any result could happen. But at the moment, I am going to be siding with West Ham.
1: Yeah, I, West Ham are going to beat Everton. They're, they're the much better team. They've had a much better season so far. I, Everton, I, I don't know what to think about them. So far this season, which is not good. I don't think that's good. If seven games in, and I, I, I just, I, I have no idea what to think. I, I don't think that's a good sign from a team. I Rafa Benitez is a world, really, I think he's a world-class manager. I just, I don't think he has the players. I, the mentality from some of the players just is not there. And then you have West Ham, who just look like, they could be pushing for Europe, honestly, at this point in the season. Mikel Antonio, as long as he stays fit, I, man, he he, what a player. So I, yeah, I'm gonna go West Ham here, easy. No,
0: again, I think that I do think though that is a wonderful game to start your uh, to start your Sunday. Um, I'm gonna be actually in the parking lot at Red Bull Arena. Uh, the New York uh, Derby is that day, and uh, me in my bet. buddies. <laughs> yeah, me and my me and my buddies are going to be tailgating. We're trying to figure out a way to get like a TV set up out of my buddy's truck. So, um if that actually happens and we can get the game on, I'll definitely post it on the socials. But uh next game, Newcastle United, the brand new owned Newcastle United will be hosting Tottenham. Um I don't know, dude. I don't know. Um I I I I guess I guess I'll go with Tottenham, just because defensively, I just don't think Newcastle have enough to stop what Tottenham can do if Tottenham do decide to play on their best day. And eventually, Harry Kane will score a goal. And when he scores a goal, he'll eventually score, like, eight after that. So I it just takes one to, like, kind of just have everything just fall apart. Um. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Tottenham. I think I... I, I, I... If Tottenham don't pull a result out of this game, uh, it's going to be a tough tough break for them. But JD, uh, what what are we thinking? I mean, honestly, this game is going to be good as well.
1: Yeah, I I think a lot more will be said during this game about the Newcastle takeover than the actual game.
0: Um, oh yeah.
1: I I mean, Tottenham should win. I think they I think they need to win really for their season. And Newcastle, sure, you have $400 billion now, but that's not changing anything short-term. Like, you got to wait till at least January. And I, the team right now, maybe get some magic out of out of Alan St. Maximin. Maybe. Maybe a good run from Miguel Almarone. That's about it. And Tottenham, as hit or miss as they've been over the last couple years, re- really— and then this season, especially with Harry Kane, I mean, uh, the fact that he hasn't scored yet is astounding. They should win. They have the players to beat this Newcastle team as it stands right now. So I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to go to Adam here.
0: All right. No, so the fans are actually going with a draw. They were even split when I wrote down the uh, points. So That's hilarious. Who knows? The, fan, the fans might be thinking something a little bit different. Um, To cap off this weekend's games we trickle into Monday afternoon where Arsenal will be hosting Crystal Palace. This is another game that kind of leaves me like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. The fans are going with Arsenal Football Club. They're going with the home side. JD, what do you think will happen from another London Derby? I feel like we have like one of these every week.
1: Well, Yeah, there's like nine fucking teams that play in London. Yeah, I... No, I think there's eight. There's seven or eight actually, but that's still absurd. Like that's that's absolutely absolutely absurd. I mean, I granted London is fucking enormous, but it is cool though. If you ever fly into London into Heathrow Airport, it is mind blowing. Like you as you're coming into the city, you can see like ten different stadiums. Yeah, I've I've it's heard so that. Cool. I heard yeah. It's I've so heard cool. That, yeah, I've, I've done it, I've done it twice, and it's insane. Like I, both times I I witnessed it was just so cool, just seeing like you could just see stadium after stadium like in because they're all in the middle of the city because that's how the Europeans do it and guess what it's fucking awesome, but yeah um, I I'm gonna go Arsenal just lately they've been able they've been able to figure out results and Crystal Palace. Uh, they have some players. They're in a much better spot than they were in previous seasons. I'll, I'll give them that with um, Edward and Connor Gallagher and obviously Wilfred Zaha. But yeah, I I think Arsenal have it this weekend. I think they're on a, a hot streak here, and I don't think Chris and Palace are going to give them a the problem. So say something nice about Arsenal. I don't think I have it yet this season. So first time, took took eight weeks. Eight weeks. Uh, more than that, because the international breaks,
0: and they say uh, you know, and they say it couldn't be done. But JD found one nice thing to say about Arsenal. Uh, I think this game will end in a draw. Uh, I know I've gone pretty heavy with the draws this week, but yeah, I think this game will end in a draw. Uh, Crystal Palace have looked much a better team than what we 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 know them to be, and I I see there I see goals in this game. I honestly I I. I could easily see the final score of this game being two-two, but uh, yeah, like I said, I th- I still think this would be a good game. This will be an actual Monday night g- Monday afternoon game. I'll enjoy watching. So, you know, there are some low-key good games. Not there's really not the big game this week, but honestly, there have there are some nice games kind of sprinkled in that kind of you know. It's evenly spread out, and honestly, I am okay with it. But we now, of course, as always, thank you guys. Um, our Friday episodes, we always do some, you know, fan questions, and we greatly appreciate all you guys submitting everything. Uh, you guys are the best. Uh, first question we are going to have, and actually, it's just for me. This is from, you know, frequent listener of the pod, great friend of the pod, JC. Can Matt name at least one previous club every Man United player came from? Um, I could uh, probably do
1: that. I bet you can
0: (laughs) Let me, let me, here. I'll start with the normal current lineup. Uh, I'll start back, you know, from the back to the front. Um, David De Gea is Atletico Madrid. Luke Shaw, Southampton. Varane, Real Madrid. Harry Maguire, Leicester. uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Crystal Palace. Scott McTominay came through the Youth Academy. Fred came from Donetsk. Bruno came from Sporting. Paul Pogba came from Juventus. Marcus Rashford, homegrown. Jadon Sancho. uh, Man City Youth Academy, but came from Dortmund. Cristiano Ronaldo. Sporting, United, Real Madrid, yeah uh Cavani PSG um and Napoli I'll I'll, I'll 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 and Napoli um I don't know going through some of the bench uh Jesse Lingard is another homegrown but he's been loaned out like a ton of times and stuff like that um Dean Henderson um another youth academy person but he went to Sheffield United the one year uh Victor Lindelof uh Benfica Eric Bailly came from uh the, I, I Yeah, yeah, he I came forget. from Villa. He, no, he came from Villarreal. Yeah, yeah, Villarreal.
1: Um,
0: yeah. he came from Villarreal. Um, is there a, Is there? Am I forgetting? Oh, dude, motherfucker! I even forgot about Donny Vanderbeek. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say Donnie. Donny. <laughs> okay, that's the joke. Ollie is not the only person who forgets Ollie, <laughs> that Donny Vanderbeek's on the team. Uh, yeah, Donny, of course, coming from Ajax. Um. Mason Greenwood homegrown uh I mean am I forgetting anyone JD um Matic? uh well he came from Chelsea but I know he'd also played for a host of other clubs as well but he came from Chelsea Juan Mata also uh from Chelsea but he did also start his career in the Spanish League um Ooh, uh,
1: Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, um, Cardiff City relegated and yeah uh, that's a good one in- molda in in denmark which what yeah like yeah, what? It,
0: it, yeah. hey he, he only won the title there i think twice but um yeah cool
1: <laughs> good good for him yeah
0: good for uh, him J- jc if i forgot anyone uh give me shit for it later um but i i think that's oh, god without having like a roster chart in front of me which i really don't feel like digging up right now uh that's at least most of the names i can remember uh, so yeah. I, I think
1: he'll be satisfied.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'd i like to hope so. I'd like to hope I satisfy my friends. Um, this next question comes from Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie, a frequent listener of the pod. Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, question for the guys. How soon are you guys going to be buying your Newcastle United jersey, and what player are you going to get on the back of it? Uh, J- JD, you want to go first?
1: <laughs> um, Look, I can barely afford Liverpool jerseys. <laughs> So, and then the other jerseys I buy are from Away Days. Uh, no free ads, but this company is very good, Away Days. You spend like 30 bucks or so, or 25 or 30 bucks, I forget what it is. And they'll send you a random jersey from a second division club from usually Europe. And it's pretty dope. I have a Nottingham Forest jersey and a Real Oviedo jersey from the Spanish second tier. Uh, that's most of my jerseys. And um, yeah, I can't afford fucking prime, like, Premier League jerseys. I could, bar- like, I could barely afford to get a Liverpool one every year, and I don't get one every year. I had a friend gift me one, a very good friend gift me one for my birthday this year. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have gotten a Liverpool jersey this year. So I, I'm not going to buy a fucking Newcastle United jersey. Even if I had the money, I don't like the black and white stripes. I'll be honest. So it wouldn't look good, and uh, I don't know. It depends who they get. I do like Maddie Long uh, Longstaff. Matty Longstaff is dope.
0: That's why I, I would was, get in the back. Funny enough, if I was going to get a Newcastle United which jersey, sells. which I which 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 I probably won't, but if I was to get a Newcastle United jersey, I would honestly get Alan Saint Maximum because oh, yeah,
1: he'll I mean he he'll, won't be he'll there be, for very long, but no, he'll he'll well, be the oh, one. No, okay, yeah, maybe he will. Maybe he will now. I, but
0: I, I think I think he'll I think he's pro- him and probably Miguel Almiron are probably the two guys. Who Newcastle probably won't let go. Are they gonna get infinite starting time? Probably not. But yeah, we'll 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 move on. Uh this next question comes from Adam. Adam, thank you again. Uh Adam, really good friend of the podcast. Uh is Manchester United living up to the expectations? Um, they're fourth no. right they're four they're fourth right now in the table. They're third in Champions League their Champions League group. They've already been knocked out of the EFL Cup and to my knowledge I don't think we've played FA yet. I think FA cup no. games are coming up. Um I would say currently right now if there's a line of expectation, I think they're under it. Um but unfortunately, they now once you get Cristiano Ronaldo, you're ha- you're you're on the standard of did you win a trophy? Okay, you didn't win a trophy. Okay, cool, you're under the standard. Which to be fair is the standard that Manchester United should have been based on all those years they were not performing. So yeah, I think a long story short, I think they are currently under expectation, but again, we're just at the beginning of our season, so a lot of soccer still to play. But JD, what do you, um I think I know your answer on this one.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you bring in Cristiano Ronaldo to be above that that level of expectation and they're not there, but it's not just Ronaldo. You also spent so much fucking money in total on on Jadon Sancho and Rafael Varane. You guys well, should be top of the league.
0: Oh yeah. All well, right? I I think Jaden Sancho. They bought Jaden Sancho as a work in progress. But okay. Yeah, well, no, I agree. you know I you agree. know you know what that that doesn't cut it. The, no, the amount of money you spent on Jaden Sancho. a work
1: in progress does not cut it.
0: I agree. I agree. No, I agree. I'm not going to argue with you. We have uh, two questions from Mark. Mark, thank you again for your questions. Uh, the first question was. Uh, was Ronaldo needed at Manchester United? Um, So if a lot of people don't remember, uh, around the time when, you know, Ronaldo came in, yes, the huge story was that Man United bought Cristiano because he was linked with City. Um, But another thing was, is we didn't know what was going to be happening with Edison Cavani, because that story kind of flew well under the radar. And honestly, even myself, who follows a lot of Manchester United news, you know... It was pretty low-key. I had to go searching for this. Edison Cavani was hell-bent to play every minute of football for Uruguay. But because of the current COVID rules, uh, Uruguay and other South American countries are considered red zones. I mean, we've all heard the stories about the Brazil versus Argentina game being stopped in the middle of the game and police officers escorting people off the field because they broke protocol. Yeah, Edison Cavani had had the opportunity of missing weeks, if not months of this season. And with Marcus Rashford also not being available coming back from his injury, basically the team would have had just Mason Greenwood as a forward option. So at the time, I think it was a necessary signing. I think bringing in a striker with the quality that Cristiano Ronaldo has is a huge boost to the entire team. Um, I think priority wise, I still think not getting a central defensive midfielder will eventually be the thing that kills this team. But I think getting Cristiano Ronaldo, I can justify why they got Cristiano Ronaldo, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think getting Cristiano Ronaldo for the fee they got him, which was minimal for, for his talent, I it, it, it was a good buy. It was a good buy. So I, I think questions have to be raised on Jadon Sancho more than Cristiano Ronaldo. So I, I don't think it was an unnecessary buy. Obviously, he's been their probably their best player this season. Maybe Bruno, but yeah. Well, actually, maybe Pogba to be honest. But those were those those are two players they already had. So adding Ronaldo into the mix doesn't hurt for the fee they paid. I, I think you have to look at players like Donny Van de Beek, Jaden Sancho uh, that aren't performing or even playing yeah so uh, yeah
0: <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to perform when you can't even get on the field yeah oh god that those jokes are just not gonna go away uh he had a he had also another question um what what's the deal with Brentford they've been playing much better than expected and uh yeah I mean mark we've um I know you listen to the episodes. We talk about it in depth. Um, Brentford are just playing without fear. And I think that's their key thing. I think a lot of the smaller clubs, uh, you see your Burnleys, you see Newcastles, they play defensively and they play. They'd rather play for 0 0 than attempt to win 4 3, if that makes any sense. They would much rather just sit back and just try their best to just not give anything up. So. That's the difference, and that's why Brentford are in it. But, you know, the key thing is seeing what happens in their sophomore year. Everyone does well in that first year. Well, not everyone, but most teams do well in the first year. But then that second-year slump comes around, and we've all seen what happened to Sheffield United. But, uh, J.D., anything else to add about the wonderful story that is the Brentford Bees?
1: I, I am scared based off of what happened to Sheffield United. But I think I think Brentford are a very different team. Like Sheffield United did not. I mean, they pulled off a bunch of big results in their first season. Uh, was that two two seasons ago? Three se- yeah, three seasons ago, they pulled off a bunch of big results. But they didn't play like this Brentford team. This Brentford team is out to kill anybody, and I'm I'm here for the ride. I am here for the ride. I don't think they're gonna I I don't think they're gonna push for Europe, but they will be pushing that seventh, eighth, ninth spot. And I am here to watch it. I'm here to see them just topple the big boys. I mean, I, thankfully, thankfully Liverpool didn't w- lose that game is all I'm saying. I, I would not. I, I mean, I, I, or I would have been less sad than I should have been because this Brentford team is awesome. They're just awesome to watch. So, yeah, it's, I, I and like you said, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do in their second, their second season.
0: Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's going to be fun. And honestly, it's 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 a lot of fun to enjoy uh, these storylines because it's, it's nice to hear different things outside of the Big Six being the Big Six. So um, this next one comes from Andrew. Andrew, the host of the Welcome to the Bundesliga podcast. So give a big shout out to our German League listeners. Will you guys join me in rioting if Robert Lewandowski does not get the Balladour? the balloon deor i'm sorry the balloon door that's uh, right i'm sorry it's the balloon door yes i said it right that time yeah um yeah if lewandowski doesn't win it um yeah i got i got problems i don't know if i'm going to riot about those problems but i i would have problems because not only did he deserve it last year when for some odd reason we decided to let the french football federation decide that the you know award should not be given but this year if they turn around and give it to a guy playing in the French league, yeah, I'm going to have some problems with it. I really am going to have some problems with it. But uh what are, what are we thinking, JD? Are we are we going to start to sharpen our pitchforks and knives and start to light our torches?
1: Look, as much as Robert Lewandowski deserves it, you got to just look at this Jorginho guy. I mean, oh my god! He, he has just I been end? the best. How, he how just do I end the, the call?
0: <laughs> how do I end the call? I, I, I want to end this call. Where's the technician? Where's our Where's our technical staff? End yeah, my call.
1: You're talking to him. Yeah. Um, look, Jorginho has just played the shit out of every other.
0: I don't want to hear on this. this. List. I, I say you're look, joking. Say look, it. I, kn- you I know to- you're joking. I know you're joking, but say you're joking because I don't. Say, eat-
1: they say you have to be there, I and you know what? George, Jorginho happened to just be there along for the ride, and for some reason, he deserves the Ballon d'Or for that. I, I look, yes, you know, I am very much joking, but <laughs> the fact about we just say. talk the fact that Jorginho is actually really being considered the best player of the world right now. Like, come on, I, I, who the fuck is saying that? Chelsea fans aren't saying that. I don't understand. Like, he he's not even close to the best player on Chelsea right now. <laughs> or over the last year. It's its insane. It's absolute insanity. But yes, to the question, Robert Lewandowski should win. He should win. He deserves it. I don't think he will because... it. it look, if he was going to win it, he would have won it last year. And they decided to just not have it for some reason. I don't think he's going to win it. He should. But it'll be it'll fucking be Ronaldo or Messi or or some just some bullshit like that. I it it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an absolute farce. It will be.
0: And so uh, we have we have we have two more questions. So we'll bang them out nice and quickly. Uh, the MLS Ace podcast writes in. Uh, shout out to our MLS listeners. Hey, JD and I are MLS listeners. Um, who is your dream first edition? Newcastle signing under the new management. So I guess you know, maybe from a management role, who's the first person you would sign? Uh, Kylian Mbappe is a free agent and I know he wants to go to Real Madrid but I bet you if you pay him a million dollars a week, he won't go to Real Madrid and Killian Mbappe in the Premier League give it to me. I want it all. I want Harry Maguire to snap his ankle at the thought of him trying to track Killian Mbappe For me? Eden
1: Hazard. Oh. That'd be fucking hilarious. Seeing that oh. p- fat, fat fuck. That fat fuck running around Newcastle. That'd be so funny. Oh my God. Oh. He'd be getting paid so much. Uh, I mean, and they would make so much money off jersey sales, but like he would flop so hard at Newcastle and it'd be hilarious.
0: Watch, But watch him come back to the Premier League, lose like 30 pounds and immediately go back to Chelsea uh, status. Like also, that would be something.
1: Also, for everyone listening, I don't feel bad fat-shaming Eden Hazard. He is being paid so much goddamn money just to stay in shape. And he just can't do it. I I, I, I have no shame in, in calling him a fat fuck. Like, all he has to do is just, is just not fucking eat burgers every day. Like... I it's, it's the it's, it's, the, it's the,
0: it's the, it's the paella. He's, he's, he's in, he's in España. It's the paella. It's like, a lot of rice. It's a lot. Of, here's the thing. When you, he's allowed to be shamed for his, yeah, for his when, weight problem. When you're, when you're in the UK, you really have like, again, it's probably not the healthiest options, but I, 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 hear in the UK, they don't like, I hear they fry everything, but they don't have like a lot of like carb options. Like you usually have chips and that's about it. I don't have um, a lot of flavor either. Well, not my problem. Wayne Rooney lives here. That's That should say enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, in Spain and, you know, other countries outside, yeah, there's a lot of rice. There's a lot of heavy carbohydrates. So, yeah, um, JD, I actually don't disagree with you. I think it's extremely funny. when Not funny. I just think it's sad that, like, professional athletes who, you know, and, again, I I look at someone like Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw is just a naturally bigger boy, and he actually does, like, he spent half of his career being fat-shamed, but he takes really good care of himself, but he's still just a bigger guy. That's fine, as long as you're taking care of yourself. But when you show up from the summer, you know, the summer transfer window when you're on your holiday, and you come back with, 20 pounds 30 pounds of added weight like I think about it to myself like I'm a healthy eater but like to to go a month and come back 20 pounds heavier how does that even happen like I feel like you'd physically have to attempt that but here's the thing I used to be extremely overweight so for most people who don't know I used to be extremely extremely overweight uh, I used to be almost 300 pounds and now I'm out of like about a buck 65 I take very good care of myself to hear a professional athlete who gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a week to just take care of themselves and yet can't, I don't know. I'm just calling bullshit on a that's, lot of things. That's what I'm
1: saying. I don't feel bad fat shaming him. Yeah. I Like, at, at the very least, you just need to stay in shape. If, if, if you're getting paid, like, two to three hundred thousand pounds, or a thousand dollars a week. Like, that's all you have to do. Ooh, we the U.S. just scored uh, the winner. I think it was Tim Weah. Sorry, I have it on the background. I just noticed. So what minute all, is
0: what minute is that game in?
1: 65 uh 30 right now. Oh, 2-1. You, you can
0: Oh, right, I. So, it's the leading goal. Okay, when the leading say, goal. Whatever, whatever, when,
1: whatever. But, wait, yes. When you
0: when you say winner, I have the assumption that he just scored it in the 89th minute. So. I didn't
1: I I wasn't paying attention to time. I just literally have it on the background and I just noticed that the ball went into the net just now and it was Tim Weah. So, that's good to see. I like seeing him score. He doesn't score much for the US. But yeah, no, okay, back to the back to the podcast.
0: we have we have one final question and it's not and it can be soccer related, but it doesn't need to be. This is from a very good buddy of mine who recently just started listening to the podcast who isn't really a soccer guy, but JD, he would like to know, what are some other podcasts you listen to in parentheses doesn't have to be soccer related.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, the only other soccer related podcast I listen to is the Lads podcast because without that, uh, we wouldn't have the EPL boys. Uh, but other than that, uh, I listen to quite a few podcasts. Um, I love the Pat McAfee show, uh, which is a daily like live show, but they they pack in all the interviews into a podcast every day. That's pretty cool. It's about the NFL, uh, obviously. Pat McAfee was a punter for the Colts. It's it's just fun. Uh, and then it lets me keep up with the NFL where I don't have to watch every game uh, because mostly I'm watching the Premier League. But then I still can follow like – I'm a big Steelers fan, so like I can still follow that. Then I love listening to um, – <laughs> it's a podcast called Zach to the Future, like Zach the name. And it's a Saved by the Bell podcast where the guy who played Zach Morris in Saved by the Bell, he's never watched the show. And he's just watching the show one episode after the other with one of the producers on the reboot and just talking about it like 30 years later and it's fucking hilarious. I'm a huge save by the Bell fan. And then um, the other one I listened to is uh, the Entourage Show podcast with the creator of Entourage and two of the guys that were in it, Kevin Dillon and Kevin Connolly, called Victory the Podcast. It's great. Half half the episodes are them talking about episodes that they did and then the other half they just have like, guests on and it's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, those are currently the other podcasts i'm listening to what about you matt
0: i uh, for me i i so for my job um i work a, i work a blue collar manual labor job so i have the privilege all day to have headset in and listen to podcasts all day so i'm listening to podcasts for eight to ten hours a day so i listen to a lot of podcasts uh yes of course big shout out to lads podcast they're always one of the once the new episodes come out they are a priority number one um I'm a big, very, very big comedy podcast. I love comedy podcasts that make me laugh. That to the point where I'm glad I have to wear a mask for work most days because otherwise people would be looking at me laughing. Um, uh, Funny enough, you say Saved by the Bell. I listen to uh, a podcast called Real Friends Fake or Fake Doctors Real Friends, which is um, Zach Braff. And Donald Faison from The Scrub Show. And they're doing the exact same thing where they're going episode by episode and you're learning something new. Now, for me, I binge watch Scrub's like every it's a great three show. or four Yeah, every three or four shows, I'm always re watching Scrub's. So for me, I'm, for me, it's, it, I can't believe that podcast exists because like I'm just giddy listening to it. And it's so funny to hear their backstories. Um, I'm a huge fan of, um, if you have kids, please don't put this podcast on. It's called Two Bears, One Cave. Uh, it's two comedians, Burt Kreisner and Tom Segura. Yes, if you oh, know that those. Sounds com- good. Yeah, that if sounds you know good. those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If uh, JD, if I'm going to recommend a podcast to listen to, listen to it. But don't have other people being able to listen to it. Because they talk about anything and everything and i can't even i can't even express what they list like they talk about because it's just like you'll just piss yourself laughing but of course um I do listen to just you know I again I listen to a bunch of other stuff I listen to other friends' podcasts I mention it all the time some of the guys who dropped questions for us uh, I listen to the MLS Ace podcast the Welcome to the Bundesliga podcast um, I'm always a fan of listening to podcasts so if you're a listener of ours and you have a podcast that you would want me to listen to by all means send it over uh, I do like Joe Rogan's podcasts when it's a not political episode uh, I I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't allow. I don't allow politics in my life. I really fucking don't. Uh, Podcast news. I flag it. Like, honestly, I have friends who like. Did you vote? Did you vote? I don't have to tell you that. Um, Oh, I can say I didn't.
1: Fuck politics. I, I didn't vote.
0: There you go. So there you go. The EPL Boys is an anti-politics podcast. It's
1: it's, it's too um, hard. I get, in the, I get in that booth and I, I, there's so many buttons and I, But I just,
0: um I I love when <laughs> I love when Joe Rogan has uh other comedians on the podcast because like all it is is just like a 4-hour session of just them shooting the shit about the comedy scene and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm all about comedy. Uh I like Bill Burr's more, Monday Morning Podcast. Um but probably my favorite favorite podcast is called pardon my take it's barstool podcast um yeah you've everyone's fuck, heard fuck of, barstool, yeah.
1: fuck barstool. Uh, I, well. I i know that that's i know that's considered a good podcast but like fuck n- barstool n- Bar, Barstool n- is a stain on society it's the it's, it's one, a bunch yeah. of middle-aged guys that are way too old to be doing what they're doing yeah. i'm sure pardon my take is good i've never listened yeah i, I, on, I it, it's a it good, is it is disgusting that, that company is disgusting
0: it's a good football. Part of my take is a great football podcast. They're football first, but they cover all sports, uh, all sports, all gambling. Uh, they have some awesome guests. Like every week they have like the top people in all sports. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bunch of frat dudes who run a podcast. And honestly, it's it, it's a joy to listen to for a couple hours a week. So, I mean, honestly, I enjoy it. But, you know, some people like JD have different thoughts and opinions.
1: No, no, no. no. It's not the podcast it's barstool as a whole they are 20 years too old to be doing what they're doing at that company and I it's kind of disgusting
0: i want you to point on the doll where dave portnoy hurt your feelings
1: he hurt my feelings when every time i open fucking facebook it's a rerun video of some fucking porn
0: star answering the internet and it's fucking stupid Oh, I, get the, I only get the pizza reviews. Every single time I open up Instagram or Facebook, I'm just getting a new pizza review. And honestly, I never want pizza because I'm lactose intolerant. But I watch this guy rate pizza. And I'll, like, anytime the number's high and it's within driving distance of where I live, I always send it to my wife. And I'm like, yo, let's go get pizza here one day. And she always responds with, you can't have pizza. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like risking it today. Like... <laughs> that's what that that's what they do to me but guys thank you so much for the questions uh it's awesome but yeah but that last question is a prime example uh if you want to ask us questions they don't have to be soccer related so by all means uh we are we are we are we will we will answer it if you ask it so uh guys we have a full weekend of you know, awesome Premier League games coming up. Uh, Remember, guys, give us a follow. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TheEPLBoys. Remember, uh, our Instagram is going to be probably our most active page, so make sure that you are always keeping an eye out for fan picks, fan questions, hot takes, Pepper Brooks MVPs, and so much more. Remember, guys, we are also now in the works. We are trying very, very hard to finalize a design for a T-shirt. That we will be doing a pre-order for. So make sure Instagram is going to be the place you are going to want to be. Because otherwise, you're not going to be able to find it. And remember, we're only doing this once. Or at least, the pre-orders we're only doing once. If we get a positive feedback, maybe we'll have them as a regular stocked item. Have not yet decided that. So guys, for JD and myself. Guys, be safe, be well, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace out.